Hey everybody, we're about to start off another episode of the Freshly Baked Crackers, which is brought to you as always by Wolf Tracks t-shirts and designs, uh, where you can call owner and operator Steve Likens, 538-2474, or find them, oh I'm sorry, 910-538-2474, or find them over at Facebook at Wolf Tracks t-shirts and designs, and get up with Steve to design you something for your band or your protest. club, protest, yes. Uh, if you need a, if you need to get your voice and word out there, they can do that for you. Uh, let's give them a call. They could, uh, they could make you a logo to put on your face mask. Yes. They could do something like that for you that says something positive. Yeah, hopefully something positive. We need something positive. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe something negative. <laughs> yeah, you know, we also need some negative too. Yeah. I heart Corona. Wouldn't that fuck people up if you... <laughs> and you're wearing a mask. <laughs> and people, people and everyone gives you dirty looks. You're like, I mean the beer, all right? I have... We do a vacation in Mexico every year. It's what I... It's, I've had this face mask yeah, forever. I've had this face mask forever. <laughs> I've always had a problem with... Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've been a nurse working with my Corona face mask on for years now, okay? I buy seven <laughs> new ones every time we go on vacation. Anyway, see my scrubs, they're insane. Anyway, give Wolf Tracks t-shirts and designs a a shout, and they will hook you up. Um, And thanks for listening, guys. This is episode six. We've already pumped out six episodes, dude. We're still rolling. Of season two already. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just crossed the threshold of halfway there. But yeah, I got you. That's 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 good. I guess that's true. Hey, look. I'm a tiny glass type of person, so it's constantly close to full. Okay, I like that. I like that. You're just like one of those people that's like, it's the same shot glass, it's just thinner and taller. And that way it looks, yeah, exactly. it looks like we're doing crazy big shots, that's all. It's like a yard of beer, yeah. It makes you yeah. feel good, but really it's not that much extra, yeah. you know. Um, anyway, we would also, uh, for a moment, we'd like to take a moment to remark on what's been going on in the world right now obviously we've moved past pandemic to absolute racial tension and uh, kind of devolved going into madness throughout the country but uh, we, I, I mean personally we talked about this before the show we would just like to say that even though we are called the first debate crackers podcast we are not racist here we are very much uh, supportive of the black lives matter movement and we do believe that absolutely uh, we do we have very very many friends of all sorts of different ethnic backgrounds and we love and accept yes. everybody and we do believe that injustices have been uh, perpetrated and we do believe that uh, people need to go to jail basically um, we're not going to say a yeah. whole lot about it because we, no, we, we don't want to just yeah but uh, we, we definitely uh, we definitely we see you guys and we are we are allies we're here for yeah. you um, and stay strong out there in the streets if you're out there protesting too. How cool would that be if somebody was out protesting yeah, be with, safe. Their, with their earbuds and listening to us while they're taking a break? <laughs> Just listening to us, yeah. If, that's, if that well, happens, we give we, you motivation. Yeah, stay in there, watch out. Um, there's a lot of cool tips online how to deal with tear gas and shit. So um, absolutely, check all that stuff. Follow out. the team at Worst Year Ever and uh, some more news. I don't plug everybody that uh, isn't our podcast, but uh, Unicorn Robert Riot. Evans and Cody Johnson, Unicorn Riot. These guys are, are good people to listen to. Yeah, so. absolutely. And watch the Unicorn writes a lot of on the ground video. Right, happening, so. get you information. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So anyway, guys, uh, that's all we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get past that. And we're gonna get into our nerdy lighter. 
Yeah, we got a lot of nerdy yeah. news to get to, actually, even though, again, things aren't yeah, really moving in entertainment. So, uh, without further ado, uh, here we go. Epi- season 2, Episode 6, Who yeah. Let the Dogs Out? And Oof. here's <laughs> the, the soup. soup. You're listening to the Freshly Baked Crackers Podcast. Freshly Baked Crackers. With your hosts, Josh Guster and Ian Maxwell. Here is the soup. (laughs) Intergalactic (laughs) Tuco. This is the Freshly Baked Crackers Podcast. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Hey. What you been doing lately? Are you still on quarantine? Where are you at? Probably is. Are you Probably essential? Stuff. Yeah. Are you are you are you an essential worker? Sorry if you are. Yeah, well I'm back to working. Um anyway, it's oh, Josh. Ooh. And it's Ian. And we're the Freshly Baked Crackers, and you have tuned into episode six. Yes. And the continuation. The continuation of episode five, which was the sequel <laughs> to episode four. <laughs> It's just one long event, is yes, all this is. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, uh, how 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 you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Things are okay. You know, yeah. as good as it can be. How right, are you yeah. doing? Same, same. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, sure. you know. Um, we obviously talked about everything in the world in the intro. So, yeah, I'm good. I mean, yes. besides all that, I'm yeah, just, you know. <laughs> I just got to spend a great weekend uh, with my boys here. Pretty, pretty there you spectacular, go. yeah. So, great nice. weather and... Pretty awesome, but a lot is going on, man. Yeah, actually. a lot is still happening. Like I have a paragraph of things that we need to talk about. Yeah, man, I got pages. Like it's crazy how much uh, information about these things we were looking at uh, on the list actually are. Like, man, shit's happening. It really is. It really is. Um, big thing that's happened since the last episode, I would say, is the launch of HBO Max. Yes. Which and for I some, just a transition. I think that's yeah. I didn't realize. Even in the press releases before this happened, they never mentioned that that's what it was. They didn't. No. I, I thought that I was going to have to get a different app and maybe Same. change my account over. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, the day before, they're like, yo, tomorrow, that app is going to be a different app. And you're yeah, just already, that, you're already there. Like, it's already fucking set up <laughs> for you. That's what, like I told you the other day, I was like, I feel like that I'm kind of stealing something because I got that email that was like, hey, by the way, those of you with now, it's going to soon just be Max. And I was like, no, wait. Like, it's just going to be that. And then the app changed on Xbox and I'm looking at it and I'm like, no, no shit. You didn't just give me this for having the other thing. Like you never get upgraded randomly for free. Like it's just like, here it is. We're going to charge the same amount, but it's got way more content. And it felt kind of separate from HBO, even though it had the HBO name and obviously mm-hmm. HBO stuff. They were talking, pushing it on all of the things like Friends and the new originals, like things that right. they were that weren't HBO established. Mm-hmm. So it just felt like it would be its own thing. But which, unfortunately, <laughs> I've, I've got to say, I've all I've done is fucking watch three episodes of Doom Patrol and right? forty fucking six episodes of The Big Bang Theory. That's all I've done with this with this wonderful new app full of yeah. content. It's just I've literally studio I, Ghibli movie on there, and you're like, yeah. I don't watch Big Bang there. Every studio Ghibli movie and is on there, but I have watched seasons five, six, and seven in their entirety of the Big Bang Theory. No, I'm sorry, six, seven, Ooh. and eight. I've watched those three seasons completely. 
fucking goodness. It came out Thursday. <laughs> it's Sunday. <laughs> I got a lot a of downtime. I got a lot yeah, of you must. there's a lot of time when I'm folding laundry <laughs> and cleaning up after two little boys. Like so, you know. Yeah, I've watched a yeah, you gotta fill time with something you're not really gonna be that attached to, I think. Really. Yeah. You know, oh it's... yeah, it's not like I'm on the edge of my seat to see what's gonna happen to Wallowitz in the gang. Right, know? right. That's brain candy. But but there's a ton of shit on on this app. Yes. And Rick, Rick and Morty, Adventure Time. Uh, like mm-hmm. you said, Friends is a fucking not something that you and I are big fans yeah. of, but like it's a huge show. Oh, I hey, I love Friends. Okay. I mean, I don't dislike Friends. I'm just not a giant fan of it. <laughs> I didn't get no, I didn't I, watch I, Friends until like around the time Dylan was born. Oh, really? Like when they launched it on uh, yeah, like that. I think that last big uh, push before the, this one, the last yeah, big time it was popular. When they when they actually launched it on Netflix on that New Year's, hmm. and that's when I watched yeah, it. I remember when, that. when the Netflix push. It's when I lived over uh, in Lafayette Square. And oh, okay, yeah. That's when it came out to Netflix, and I watched it then. And I because as a kid. Friends was always a show that got in the way of my Simpsons. <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. It was because they like staggered the episodes here. I don't know how they did it yeah. on your Fox affiliate, but here at like five or whenever it would start, it would be like an episode of Simpsons, an episode of Friends, an episode of Simpsons, an episode of Friends. And that's how they would do a two-hour block from like oh. five to seven until primetime TV started. And yeah, no, I do remember that. Or maybe it was, maybe it was just they never played Simpsons, Friends. <laughs> Simpsons and then the news was the first, I guess. At five right. five o'clock news and then five thirty there was Simpsons, five six o'clock. And then I was always like, Why don't you guys just show the two Simpsons episodes in a row? And it's like to keep people around. That's why, you know, that's when ratings yeah, are a thing. Absolutely. Because it's two different crowds of people, you know. And yep, and, it keeps uh, everybody on the network. Yep. But as a kid, I was just like, Ugh, turn it, it's friends. I need my Simpsons. Yeah, I want to watch Simpsons. I want to know what Bart and Homer are doing. Probably better stuff. They're probably well. I don't know. They're probably being less assholes than the guys right. from Friends. Um, Which, but is, so another big contender down the streaming war. So as HBO immediately on day one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because that, of all the all that Cartoon Network and then stuff. We didn't even talk DC. about the DC stuff. Yeah. Yes. So pretty much every DC movie that's not somewhere else is on there. Mm-hmm. There's a few things that they aren't split on the there. The shows that, up kind of weird. Well, they still have the DC app. Yeah, they haven't closed it Which down, I guess that, so like Titans that is out. still over yeah. there. So I, I'm guessing Titans will move over at some point. I would assume so. Because I really want to check it out. Yeah, and um, then I think like I mean, it's interesting because the CW shows all tend to be uh, with Hulu because Hulu does just CW in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have Batwoman on just randomly the... for some reason. Batwoman, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of Which, all of them. Not, and this um, has nothing to do with it being a woman at all whatsoever just the way i've seen everything from it so far makes batwoman be the least desirable superhero thing i've ever wanted to see in my life and i've never i have no desire to watch that show at all whatsoever and it's i never really pointed in on it i like ruby rose i think she's a good actress i liked her on orange is the new black i think she's i think she's good um and i like some of the other i mean i don't i'm not a huge fan of the the Arrowverse shows, I'll admit, but like, right? I like the, the character design and how stupid she looks in the pictures and stuff. Just there's never been a point where I've been like, I really need to check that out. 
Like I would check. JCWE. Like you oh. either have to like that, like already have been into that vibe, or be really into Batwoman, the comic right. character, to really give a shit. I think as well. Um, but I, I mean, also you know, agree like, that Flash is the high point of the Arrowverse, though, too, of the CW yeah. DC shows. Yeah, it's the best that rides the line between uh, silly and like uh, overly dramatic, uh, you know, teen pulp stuff. Yeah, uh, I think it rides the line. Really really well um which actually like talk about doom squad uh we've got uh the first two episodes i've never seen doom squad you ever seen doom patrol (laughs) uh doom patrol rather yeah we got the first two episodes in ourselves uh i like it so far i do too Um, i really i like it and you know what i had no idea going into doom patrol i had just seen some stills i know i knew i knew who who doom patrol was in the comics but as far as the show goes i had no knowledge of this and i definitely didn't realize when i was going to turn it on that brendan frazier was the main fucking character in the show basically right so immediately i was just That's like what well i'm more originally now i don't know if people yeah. realize that like i feel like my like our gener my generation your generation like we like brendan frazier and hollywood brendan just frazier is a treasure. yeah hollywood just kind well, of just made him go away and he had a lot of problems he got was, robbed blind you know <laughs> like yeah and, and that he had a really bad head. I think he had a really bad divorce. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's the same thing that happened to took. Uh, guy from uh, kids in the hall. Um, Dave Foley. On, uh, yeah. Dave Foley. He had the same kind of thing. Yeah. He just lost all of his fucking money. He couldn't stand up enough to even do auditions and shit. It just kind of ruined his, his life and career. Uh, but it's good to see him back and to like see him in a role that seems to be pretty fun. Yeah. Like, I'm digging it for him. Like I do too. I think is. it's great. I love I man and like you go back to like Encino Man, obviously, but I, yes. I dig those first couple of mummy movies. Those first um, two mummy movies are so much fun. Yeah. And at the time, I know it's hard to believe now because we live in because the way technology moves so fast, but like those first two mummy mm. movies were incredible looking in theaters at the time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and those, that was like, they were like groundbreaking looking. Yeah. It's totally fucking dated now. But like at the time, oh, yeah. I remember sitting there and watching that in the theater being like, holy fuck, look at this. Like, <laughs> like I know the flesh that, and that, stuff. It's so silly. And the skeletons and just like a lot. Yes. Of, like, I know it seems silly now. Like, but you know, then again, a real good friend of mine uh, once recommended I watch the Resident Evil movies uh, from the beginning. <laughs> And the CG and in those looks about as good as uh, Wing Commander One for Oof, PC. Yes. Oh my God. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I I think I dig it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think the second episode really picked up. The first episode felt very pilot-y. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but but uh, the second episode, I feel like it really gained some legs. I'm excited to see where. It's I like going. that it's rate. It's a DC property, but it's definitely rated R. Yes, absolutely. Which is the same kind of thing that draws me into the Harley bit. Like they're leaning into, instead of trying to do also the dark moody, quote unquote, mature, they're trying mm-hmm. to do the like, lean into the comic book mature, make it violent or make it, you know, fu- full of fucks or, you know, whatever, like go, lean into the fun aspects of quote unquote maturity, you know, right, what but sells still, There's still a robot with a human brain character that looks right. for some reason looks like the tin man they couldn't <laughs> they couldn't develop a better robot body for him <laughs> in this time and space that they're living in than this that looks like the little fat robot from return to oz right it looks like his older brother <laughs> he does yeah 
But well, that's what I mean, looks in the comics too. So yeah, I mean, and you know, and he's built by a wheelchair-bound Timothy Dalton. Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> you know? Okay, yeah, he's wheelchair-bound Timothy Dalton. But like, he was. Don't you think that it would be harder to build a robot made out of fucking oil field pipe <laughs> than it would to be to build a robot of like aluminum and like like computer chassis? It probably would be metal? much easier to build with. Yeah. <laughs> If you're or malleable metal or something you look at like those feet on that thing and like that guy in that wheelchair had to like the chief had to lug that shit into that fucking wherever they built the damn thing can you imagine being in a wheelchair and having to carry nine hundred and fifty thousand pounds of fucking steel just so you can put this dude's brain in it like it seems like right it seems like there's an easier way to do it i mean tony why had to he's make so that... attached to the project i guess you're right i guess you're right um, it gives you a level of, of pride when he wakes up, I guess. Have you checked anything else out on HBO Max? Have you gone through and... Uh, just kind of looked at what was on the list. I'm pretty excited to get to watch that final season of Samurai Jack and uh, Jenny Tartakovsky's you know, Primal that I haven't watched yet. That's the show I need to... I've never watched Samurai Jack and you've talked so well oh, about it. It's so good, man. Yeah, that's uh, you've, you've really glowed about that show. I don't know if you can gloat about a show. <laughs> I, yeah, you know. You've definitely you've shined on it. I don't know. What, I'm retarded, but uh, um, it's great. It, you said a lot of great stuff about it, so I'll have to check that out. Uh, but yeah, it's like going to be a lot of nostalgia stuff for me. I think looking at shit like uh, they got Dexter's Lab and Foster's uh, Home for Imaginary Friends and like all the stuff that I used to love on Cartoon Network, and you don't really uh, get on Hulu and stuff like that. So Space uh, Ghost, Studio, Studio Ghibli, Space Ghost is oh god, I was so fired up because that was what was on the ad on the Xbox. It showed like three shows, and all I saw was Space Ghost, and I went, "Yup, HBO's here." And yeah. I clicked on it, but. Yeah, yeah uh, I need to go back and watch my favorite episode of Space Ghost Coast to Coast was Tom Arnold. Oh, nice. At one point, he's talking to Tom Arnold, and he's just like, "So you've got a show coming out now called Tom?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I do." And he's like, "Why didn't you call it the Tom Show?" <laughs> and Tom Arnold just like, "Yeah, yeah, we we could have called it that. We thought about calling it that at one point." And he's like, "What about Tom, Tom, the Tom?" <laughs> And like I've never, for some reason, when I was a kid, I was remember sitting in my parents' basement, and him just asking, "What about Tom, Tom, the Tom?" Tom, Tom the and Tom. like I'm still kind of laughing about it at 40 years old. Like I still, it's still, it's great. Me. Such a great show. That that era of of Adult Swim cartoons like that in Sea Lab 2021 and mm-hmm. and like uh, Aqua Teen, like th- that random, weird, super uncomfortable humor improv in animation like it's the beginning cool of adult swim whenever there's at some point someone's just like actually i would say what adult swim is now is even i would even take that back to liquid television yeah oh absolutely um but like just the way that cartoon network went from this channel that showed classic cartoons yeah literally all the time to being like you know what after nine o'clock go crazy Let's just see. It's going to get weird. Here. Yeah. Yeah. We got a show where we're going to take old footage of Space Ghost and make him the host of a talk show. Yep. Go for it. Fuck Why it. Not? We're, we're Cartoon Network. It doesn't cost much to make this channel. We just have to yeah, replay absolutely. these fucking cartoons that they made 60 fucking years ago. Yeah. It was a home of Tex Avery in the 90s. You yeah. know, like getting to see all those old Looney Tunes and stuff. And you're right. And then even with Space Ghost, C Lab, those were shows they took and built from old footage anyway like you you say it's like the cheapest shit ever but it allowed them so much weird creative freedom i love how even to this day like you can close your eyes close your eyes right now for me Mm, closing them yes and think about the picture of the warehouse and you can hear the bell ring (laughs) yes like we can all hear that picture every one of us watch that show yes 
So good. So excited about I I that's the thing that I keep forgetting that is on there. I need to get into and watch. I'm going to go watch that after we do this episode. Well, I had yeah. the episode. Get back into the old school shit. Yeah. Um yeah, it's man, that's such a great show. Um something I've actually watched. I watched the whole season of it and I fucking cannot uh recommend it enough is Mythic Quest. Yeah, um, yeah, you, we were talking about that the other day. I think it's called, I think it's actually called Raven's Quest or Mythic Quest Raven's Claw, I think, or something like that. Because it's like <laughs> it's about it's them like launching this specific expansion for the game Mythic Quest. Oh, okay. okay. So it's about these this Rob McElhenney uh, is this guy that developed created this game, and it's all the people that work for him, and it's brilliant. It's a brilliant show. It's it's smart, and and halfway through the season, all of a sudden. There's this episode that has that Jake Johnson and uh, just they have these completely different characters. And it takes place like mm-hmm. in the 80s or the 90s, and it's about this couple that fall in love and create games together, and then they split up and stuff. It's that whole story of that all because also you can get background of the building that they're in and like reference these things that mm-hmm. they talk about later. It's so and the and you also oh, see that's the, cool. It, man, it's so smart. I did not think. I thought we were going to get it's always sunny about video games. And there is a lot of, there is a lot right. of that. Because yeah. the guy that plays Rickety Cricket is in it too. Right. Yeah. You're saying that. Um, but it's, I, it's really, really good. And if anybody out there, it's worth signing up for the, the week trial of Apple uh, Plus. Just to get it in. Just to watch right. that alone. And the Beastie Boys documentary. I could, we yeah, could, this, this episode. Too. I really want watch that. We could record this episode for three days and I could not get, tired of talking about how good that is <laughs> it is so fucking phenomenal and makes me feel so happy when i watch it i can't explain to you nice how good of feelings it gets so if anybody's a fan of the beastie boys you should definitely check it that out too but yeah i i think the man it's another i still need to check out spielberg's amazing stories reboot oh yeah yeah that's on apple that tv i really want to check that out it's crazy how much content is out there right now like, yeah, like, it really is, especially like at this time, you know. Are you shitting your pants when we if, you, if you run a television station? Like if you're if you run oh, CBS kind of or NBC, so. like how the fuck, what do you do right now when it's like, we need to make a new show that is on once a week that gets people to tune in live? Well, you panic and you create Peacock and nobody signs up for that either. You know, oh, I it's, forgot so it's, they did that, yeah. And CBS already has its thing, which like it's not doing bad but it's not doing well you know seeing about what you would imagine a cbs streaming service it's over though i mean the cbs streaming service is done now that the big bang theory is on hbo max that's that's true that's it's they're literally going to have to rely on the star trek fans that's it it's it's literally they have the star trek shows on there and that's or the twilight zone they have jordan peele's twilight that's true yeah twilight zone I've heard it's yeah. good. I need to watch and I guess, that. Because like the old the old folks who watch CBS are not going to start moving over to the app immediately, you know. No, and, no. Unless again, they're right there. They need that Star uh, Star Trek. But but as this like, as people who are sixty and over start to die off, like who watches television? Who watches actual cable TV anymore? Who's, I mean, even late night has all gone to YouTube because of sure. the, the stuff. And so, yeah, like even late night, which arguably would be like the one thing other than primetime shows, which are pretty much all on Hulu, uh, it was like the thing keeping it going. I think you're right. Like network television is going of, to be floundering. Most people that are my age and below, you know, once like 
I'm 40 at 40 and below. I would say that a lot of these people are done with the idea of watching something live as it happens on TV. Even if it's a late night show. Yeah. Like look at, if you, if you look at the yeah. numbers that Hulu does on Fallon the next day and Saturday night live yeah. the next day, like people wake up hungover and watch SNL now. Absolutely. People don't stay up and, and sit around and watch it at 1030 at night Catch or whatever time event. it is. Yeah. That's those yeah. days are over with you. Or if you even like, I feel like live TV is such a non thing now that people don't even watch it. They just wake up the next morning and get on something like Reddit and they see, Oh, yeah. I guess Justin Timberlake did a really good performance. And there was a really funny skit that <laughs> so-and-so showed up and they just watch those clips and that's They're it. Still they still getting that. Yeah. All the cart pieces of it that they wanted to see in the first place. Yeah. Big absolutely. Time, yeah. Like in news, and again, the only people who watch cable news are, uh, you know, comedians writing about it and old people. Uh, right. So, yeah, it's like television itself, and like you say, like watching live events specifically are really, I don't see them sticking around too long. Um, right. So, in I mean, the midst, in the midst of everything that's going on right now in the world, or specifically in America, um, do you think? the writing will get worse once people start to realize that there is a sequel to labyrinth coming that won't have David Bowie in it. Yeah. I, I really don't, um, I don't know how that's going to work out for everybody. Uh, I did see one, I think it was, uh, let me check. I have a source here. Um, I want to say it was Hollywood reporter had said uh, something about Tilda Swinton would be like the only person who could be acceptable taking the role over from Bowie. I didn't think anybody <laughs> was capable of doing it, but right now you say Tilda no. Swinton. I was like, okay, Tilda Swinton. Yep. That's about as good it. as it gets. And I think she could, yeah. you know, but, uh, but beyond that, you know, like she's the only person I wouldn't yeah. let anybody else step in to play that role. You have to get another uh, ambiguous space entity anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it can't be just yeah. another human being actor. That's insane, you know. Um, uh, uh, I got it. Never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> now I'm very excited about the, the movie because if they cast Kanye, <laughs> we could have something very, very special because like, <laughs> you know, he's, he's the Kanye, Kanye is, is, is Bowie. And uh, um, I like to say that to just really upset people. Um, so yeah, I think it's a pretty I, hot take. Um, uh, Glasses are fogging up. Yeah. So, yeah, he he. I think he could play it. I think he could show up and be the the Goblin King for sure. I think that would yeah, be right. hilarious. And there then halfway go. through it, he just starts yelling for no reason. <laughs> Why, Sway? Why? Slavery was a choice, Sway. This movie just went down a bad path, Kanye. Um, <laughs> Oof. so yeah i don't it's one of those things where it's just like guys can't you come up with some kind of another idea like this is an yeah. iconic movie with an iconic role by a guy that's no that no one can replace who's dead absolutely and it's got such a cult uh following and it's the only reason why it's made money at all you know to be mm -hmm. frank like it was not really well received at the time but it has always had like a cult love so it never feels good when it's like, what, we're going to do this sequel, push it out. Like you say, the head guy is gone. You know, the one person that right. is as bizarre as him too. You know, he's a rare uh, person to have been in the role. Um, but Labyrinth, I mean, Labyrinth was a pretty big hit at the time. Oh, really? I remember as a kid, because it was everywhere. It was like Happy Meals and stuff. Oh, okay. I just didn't yeah. think that it was like, uh, like there was a, definitely like breaking the bank or anything. I think but. there was a tie in with Pizza Hut for some reason. I keep thinking. Oh, shit. I keep remembering. But like Labyrinth definitely was 
because you know at the time fraggle rock was huge the uh the muppet show was huge that's true yeah henson um, was always big um, henson was big right then and and the dark crystal was still something that was fresh mm-hmm. um so i mean i remember it being pretty not a blockbuster not home alone but i definitely right. it was definitely part of public consciousness i believe i think oh, okay yeah that it was released slightly before my time i didn't get into it until mm-hmm. i was a weird uh you know drama student in high school right um but i mean they got uh, scott derrickson who directed dr strange attached so like it's somebody who does weird you know and has done weird right. um and uh the writer is somebody who's written Hulu <laughs> stuff into the can dark you imagine Cumberbatch's stiff ass trying to play that role. Can you imagine if Derrickson tried to get Cumberbatch? He's trying to dance the magic dance, and he's dancing. I was like, this fucking guy. I mean, I like Benedict Cumberbatch, but he's about as soft as a fucking iron fucking rod. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that is that is not uh, that is not the role for him at all. Yeah, that'd be that'd be Um, awesome. I would go. I would uh, be really fired up. Oh, oh, really? (laughs) Well, you know what? Yes. uh, to go back to what I was saying earlier, someone who has uh, a, a history of working with the Henson uh, company uh, is Kanye West. So and again, another, <laughs> I think that uh, when he did the glow in the dark tour, uh, Henson did all the creatures for him on stage. Oh, really? Yeah. He, the, the time I saw him at Bonnaroo, he did a show where like it was, an, there was a narrative where he crash landed a spaceship on this planet and throughout the show, he's talking to this. This, mind you, this is in 2006 or 2007, right? So this is pre-Marvel, okay? And he's doing a show where he's walking around talking to a computer the way that Tony talks to Jarvis. Oh my god! And the computer's like, and he's trying to, and it was very interesting. It's the year that he Pearl Jam played an hour late, and then they didn't, they didn't, they fucked up the logistics of getting the stage set up for him because they had to make the surface of a planet basically. And <laughs> crazy. he wound up, he was supposed to play at two in the morning, late night show on the main stage. He went at four twenty in the morning. No, oh, Jesus. People sat there. I sat there for two and a half hours waiting for that show to start. Just waiting. Yeah. And there was, there were uh, hologram dancers. There were uh, creatures from the Jim Henson company on stage. It was absolutely fucking crazy. And it was that That's it really was, nuts. It was that Aziz Ansari moment where he was like, you do not see this at a Modest Mouse concert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's crazy. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. So, yeah, I think that, uh, I think that the Labyrinth thing, I understand that, hint, but like, because they just redid the Dark, or they didn't redo it, but they did the Dark Crystal sequel series. Yeah. So I, I get it. I don't think, I think we need it. But, I don't either. I mean, I, I would imagine that they're going to announce like something puppets. Fraggle Rock for HBO Max at some point. Well, they've been talking about Fraggle Rock with um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt producing for okay. a couple of years now. Uh, it's, it's been like in sort of development limbo for a little bit, but I, that was the last time I remember talking a couple of years ago they mentioned that. was that. an HBO show back in the day. Yeah, it was. Fraggle Rock um, was an HBO so, I mean, originally. It, it, it's potential, you know, and then uh, I, I don't know if we want to dive on into that part of the list, but the uh, the new other Jim Henson or Henson Productions uh, thing coming out, the Muppets Now show. Yeah, um, how interesting does that sound? Dude, I am fucking fired up about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it, the the whole idea, it's an unscripted sitcom in 10-minute segments uh, set around a game show, a cooking show, and a talk show, mm-hmm. which 
that's a cool setup. And uh, the show is being headed by uh, Kirk Thatcher, who co-wrote Muppet Treasure Island, which is like enough of a credit for most fucking Muppet fans out there. Absolutely. Uh, but he also wrote for like Foster's Home and directed Crank Yankers episodes. He got started oh, nice. at ILM. Like he's a dude with a really good history. He actually worked as a designer for when David Fincher did music videos. Oh, no kidding. He was actually an actor. Yeah. So uh, him David and Fincher dude, did... Uh, at one point, he had done all of Perfect Circle's videos because he's very That's good friends so with Maynard. Yeah, he did Judith. See, I didn't realize that he had started with that kind of stuff. I was reading about him doing Rick Springfield videos, and I was like, that David Fincher? Are you fucking for real? That's real. Well, whatever cool. Fincher was doing APC videos, he had already put out Fight Club. That's cool. I mean, and that like makes sense to try to get him to do something like yeah. that after Fight Club. But and then in to, to Panic find out Room, his start was with Madonna is great. Right. Have you seen Panic Room? Yeah. So Dwight Yoakam is in it. Right. That He's great role that was originally written for Maynard from Tool to play. Oh, he okay. Was, he wasn't able to do it. He wasn't able to be there during the shooting, so they recast it as Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. That's a really great role for Dwight Yoakam. It's so weird seeing him play that character. Right. It would <laughs> so been really, I would probably own that movie if Maynard was in it, though. Yeah, yeah that's true. It would take it that step farther. It wasn't that No. Great. It's a fun 90s thriller, you know? Right. Um. So yeah, Muppets now though, I think that it's something Yeah. It's interesting how I don't know, like the Muppets just like like when they did the, the NBC show, mm-hmm. they they go high concept on some of this shit. They really do. I mean Muppets for, kind of always has. For like a show with puppets, they don't <laughs> fuck like they don't they don't just like stick to boring formats and ideas at all whatsoever. Yeah, I think they've always tried to I mean, Jim, I mean the whole idea of even calling them Muppets, like to just they weren't just puppets that was like mm-hmm. always the idea was that they could transcend and do more and the fact that like they're even aware of the fact that they're on shows there's been a meta narrative with a puppet show for decades before yeah. it was fucking cool to do meta narratives like muppets have kind of always been doing that and evolving and transcending how you could make puppets be storytellers and it's fucking mm-hmm. awesome so yeah, i'm excited to see them do something new and especially like I think they're good for small chunks uh, kind of stuff too. You know, the little bits are always good. And it's the fact that it's going to be unscripted. It'll be really fun to see, you, you know, how they believe... actually fuck with their guests and stuff. Right. I know this is something that you would don't watch, but like you wouldn't believe some of the highbrow fucking comedy and shit that happens on Sesame street. Really? It like, like stuff like Pulp Fiction parody. <laughs> no shit. Th- things that are so above a kid's head that are definitely, right. They know that there's parents that they're watching this shit with them. And there's definitely right. stuff thrown in there, little like little characters that you're like, wait a minute, is that fucking Vincent Vega? Like <laughs> there it's and then like some of the people that show up on the show and now they've got Lynn Manuel Miranda who's working on the show like, right. pretty regularly. It's it's crazy the amount of the the how much these puppets that this guy created are part of American pop culture. Yeah, absolutely. So many different iterations of it, and like, and they're they've rebooted Muppet Babies. It's on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, you were telling me about that. I got to check Miss, that out. Miss Nanny is played by Jenny Slate, which is amazing. That's yeah. such a great role for her. She's a producer on the show too. She was a giant awesome. fan as a kid, and now she just wants to, she wanted to make the, the show made again. My kid watches it all the time. He has figures and shit. So it's, and they it's it's crazy how much Jim Henson is still part of everything. Well, it's this unique thing, I think, that, like, it's never pandered. You know, it's a kid's mm-hmm. show, but it doesn't ever talk down to its audience. It talks to everyone on the same level. 
and it's not going to call you dumb because you're young. It, it talks mm-hmm. to you like you're a human. And, and yeah, the Jim Henson stuff has always sort of hit that level of uh, emotionality as well as like maturity. I agree. But for kids, it's great. I, yeah, I love it. I think that also it's a testament to it because in a day where everything is digital and mm-hmm. super clean looking and everything is sharp and, you know, Wreck-It Ralph and stuff like that, like... Mm-hmm. This show that is still being done by hand, by you know, people are yes. still puppeteering this shit. Yeah. Whether it's the Muppets or whether it's now Elmo has a new talk show. Yeah, I know. I heard about that. And yeah. he has Jim, he has Jimmy Fallon on the first episode. The show is obviously oh, that's great. made after the Tonight Show. There's almost like a little there's a little roots band that's kind of <laughs> like, but it's a different band. It's Mama Bear and this band and like, and uh, it's it's just man, it's so fucking cool that like. I, I, when I was a kid, you wouldn't think that these people making this mu- these puppet shows are going to be 40 years later or 30 some odd years later, like yes. still titans in the fucking entertainment industry. Well, it's that tangibility, like you're just talking about, the, the fact that it's not CG, that there's something there. We, I mean, we talk about that with practical effects in movies right. even. Just the tangibility makes an, like Elmo can be your friend. He, he hugs really that exists kid. somewhere. Yeah. When and you're even though it's a person, absolutely. That little kid actually hugs Elmo. And Elmo's arms go around the little he kid. He touches He's that mm-hmm. creature. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'll tell and, you what and really, that really freaks, does make a difference. What gets really freaky is then if you get like a really good Elmo doll. And maybe you can mm. the, maybe you can do the Elmo voice like fucking spot on, <laughs> and you just can really home with you. you can really fuck your kid up when you when you just like yeah. <laughs> everything's normal and all of a sudden you just pull this Elmo thing out and it's like Elmo says Elmo says that we should do jumping jacks and like the kids like looking at the fucking Elmo doll like oh is that God. the real fucking Elmo from the show like and I'm trying to hide <laughs> my mouth here? I'm trying to be the best ventriloquist I can which just equals putting the head of the doll in front of my mouth so you can't see the mouth you know and it's like Elmo says oh, classic trick Elmo says <laughs> head shoulders knees and toes just like fucking uh, <laughs> anyway it's excellent some um, next level shit that's something you and I talked about a lot like on the, on Disney shit, especially how many huge celebrities show up as voices in these shows. Yeah. Just randomly like Thomas Lennon is the one that jumps out at me. He's in so many different things, but he's such a, his Oh my voice God. Yeah. So it works with so many different characters. It's so funny. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we watch a lot of DuckTales, you know, and there's a lot of the, a lot of people on there, you know, oh, it's, yeah. it, it is really, it's folks that grew up with this shit like we did that are, again, we keep talking about it. It keeps being a theme of this season. I think is just like nerds that are growing up to get to actually create the things they nerded out on that. That's right. just what this generation of creators is. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stuff that I, uh, one of the things I have on my list of things to discuss tonight is just, uh, not that big of a deal, like nothing that we talk about that much, but man, how crazy is it that we've gotten 15 fucking seasons of It's Always Sunny? Oh my God. Yeah. You're talking talk about, about like Mythic not... Quest being this new thing, mm-hmm. but like 15 years of a sitcom is insane. It's like, I, I know that I, I mentioned my age a lot, but like you definitely are on a precipice when you hit 40 and you really look, you know, you look, you feel like you've walked up a mountain and you can like look back at this chunk of your life kind of you know and it's like it's mm-hmm. crazy for me to think that it's always sunny started when i was 25 years old <laughs> i hadn't Nuts. i had oh, i had no idea what the fuck i was in store for i was still right. 
six or so years away from meeting you. Right. When this show started, I hadn't even met my ex-wife yet. <laughs> I would, I was, you know, I was damn near 10 years away from having a kid. And this show is your whole adult life. This yeah. show has been around pretty much. And, and this show is now being renewed. Like they're, they're still going. So yeah, I would, I would just crazy. say hats off to you guys. Cause it's in, and it's such a crazy fucking show. It's not like it's cheers. Yeah. You know, it's not the big thing. Absolutely. It's absolutely fucking depraved and insane. And they're not. Yes. Changing. And the main characters are not relatable. You know, but they are there's deplorable. just something about them. Yes. And, and you're getting the, the, fucking performance of Danny DeVito's career. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. And like they just, and you got, you got, he was born for that role. Fred Savage and Jay Chandra Seacar directing episodes. Yes. I mean, holy shit. Yeah. The talent on that show alone is insane. The, 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 the show that, and I can't say career, but like the run that it's always sunny in Philadelphia is having is the run that we wished arrested development would have had. Yeah, exactly. 15 strong seasons. And they could have seasons. stayed fresh yeah. like that, you know. They could have done, man, or community. Strong seasons. Can you imagine if community yeah. was still oh, on right now? Oh. I wouldn't appreciate it as much, I think. I think I would yeah. because it's community. But I think that we, we take for granted the fact that these things that were taken from us, we they hold a, se- a separate sort of special place. But, sure. man, if, if you're the biggest fan of It's Always Sunny, you're sitting as a fucking king of television loving right there being like, my motherfucking show's been around for over a decade, a decade and, and a half. Like, and these great. dudes are still uh, coming up with great ideas and they're getting along. Yes. And getting a they, new show uh, as well, like mm-hmm. just continuing to grow as artists and – yeah, it's it's very laudable, man. So yeah, hats off to those guys. Absolutely. How, how crazy it is it? Uh, also, we we're talking about crazy shit happening. How crazy is to to especially to me since I saw the first two of them in theaters as a kid. How crazy <laughs> is it that a Bill and Ted three is gonna go straight to streaming? Absolutely, man. We're gonna be getting. To- do you know why the new mutants in the first place? this abortion yeah. of the movie called the new mutants <laughs> is going to get a theater release but bill and yes. ted who is who stars arguably the most beloved actor on the fucking yes. planet who can do no wrong is going to go maybe even beloved human <laughs> yeah possibly is going to go straight to streaming i think that's crazy yeah. to me i'm glad because i'll just get to watch the fuck out of it from day one. Absolutely. I'm so happy about that. But uh, yeah, I found a really great quote that kind of makes me like not at all scoff at the idea of it going straight to digital. So apparently Steven Soderbergh uh, of Ocean's 11, uh, 12, and 13 fame uh, is the reason why the movie really as, got moving. Uh, so not to cut you off, but I think of him oh, as no. Steven Soderbergh from Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, there you go. Yeah. He's got a very storied career. I love uh, informant. If you if you're gonna cover up James Spader's dick with a with a potted plant, <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. I'm there art. for that. Okay, that's I'm high art up for that. That's right. Oh yeah, he worked with uh, with Alex Winter on a film, and uh, Alex was like, "Hey, you know, I actually have a script done for Bill and Ted's Three, and and Soderbergh was like, "Let me fucking see it," and he read it, and he loved it so much that he reached out to the studio who has the rights for the film, and was like, "Why is this not the first thing on your docket?" and pushed it through and got a friend of his that was a director to be the director of the film. And his quote was, uh, it's the perfect movie for people who want to feel better about what's happening right now. So it's like that sentiment kind of makes me like, we need this movie and we can't wait for it. Side note, Alex Winter, great documentarian. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. 
I haven't really followed yeah. his career since Bill and Ted's. Um, I believe honest. that I believe that uh, I'm trying to think what his, uh, the movies that he has made are. He, I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of the the right guy. Yeah, Deep he. Uh, Panama Papers. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, Deep Web is a real big one. That one. That one's the one that really and downloaded. Um, download okay. the one about Napster, but the deep web phone oh. is, uh, a big one. Then, uh, he, the, he's got a Zappa documentary. Oh shit. Okay. Gotta I don't think, that. I don't think it's been released though. I think, <laughs> oh, no. I, I think he made it, but it hasn't had a release yet. Um, mm. so yeah. Uh, but yeah, Man, he's, I'd he's, like to see that. He's made some really good documentaries for sure. Um, That's cool. He's been on Joe. He seems Rogan like a, a really cool dude, too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, do, what's do we know what service it's going to? I can't remember if I looked that up. Or uh, not. No, I don't think there's been any sort of announcement uh, uh, of like whether or not it's like contractually tied or anybody's releasing it specifically. I I kind of imagine it'll drop on just like digital, you know, like a lot of these things have been. Um, right. But uh, I, shit, sooner the better. Give it to me. I'm really excited. I think it's sure. going to be a lot of fun. I love those guys and. Uh, I love the the sort of like having, you know, of course we love these guys, but having somebody like Soderbergh also be like, no, this is the fucking movie to see. It's really cool, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm me. super stoked. I, I, I love those me. first two movies, yeah. Um, some quick stuff, just uh, so we can get to uh, your your discovery of a hip-hop album. Um, oh, Chase. Kevin Smith and Chris Jericho did a commentary for The Omen 2. Yes. Uh, I don't know when that's going to get a release. 66th episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, Chris it's Jericho's on, podcast. That's right. It's on his podcast. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I probably have to put that on sometime this week. Man, when I was a kid, I went through all those movies years ago on VHS. Yeah. Whenever they're, they're crazy. It's all for you, Damien. Um, <laughs> I just remember the first one. I, I remember, remember when the, uh, the re-release had come out. Yeah, with Liev Schreiber. Yes. Isn't, isn't Liev in that? I think he is. I think he is, yeah. Um, Eli Roth is oh, making a Borderlands great. movie. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I'm kind of cool. I think that he's the right tone of person for something like this. Honestly, and he got Kate Blanchett. To, he got Academy Award winning yeah. Kate Blanchett to be in it. My first reaction was, she's too goddamn good for a Borderlands movie. What's going but on? With she Kate also Blanchett, wants to do ridiculous like, shit. Yeah, she's right? just like she's this very obviously a very well respected actress, and she seems like she's like the embodiment yes. of class like very proper and stuff like that but this woman Absolutely. also was just like yeah i'll be in thor ragnarok fuck yeah i'll, I'll play hella <laughs> right. like okay like some of the <laughs> some of the choices she makes i'm just like is Kate blanchett dope as fuck or what like i thought that she was uptight right but i it think it seems she's like cool. that's yeah, yeah she's in the fucking lord of the rings movies like hold on is this chick like yes. a secretly a super nerd that just happens to also be when like, she uh, come off like the queen of england every once in a while Right, uh, she worked with Roth on that um, House with the Clock in Its Walls uh, with Jack Black. So I never watched uh, that. Was that good? You I haven't either. I'm, that. I was, I was really interested in the yeah. making of, and I followed it, but I didn't end up catching it because it's just one of those things that, like, when it got to theaters, it fucking was not really pushed that hard. So I kind of forgot about it. It was, it was too out late. for like. Um, I hate the movies that come out in theaters for like a month, leave. Never wind up on a streaming service, and all you and you have to go buy it or rent yeah, it on iTunes. Absolutely. Like, like, what do you guys do? And you didn't make much in the theaters. Why would you not 
cut a deal and get this thing out to be seen or something. Make it more accessible. Yeah. Another thing that really pisses me off yeah. that Netflix does, Netflix on the kids' side, they have all the sequels. And I know it's the studios doing that to where it's like Angry Birds 2, Secret Life yeah. of Pets 2, Cars 2. So like you watch, your kid watch that and you're like, well, now I got to go back and fucking rent or buy the first one to appease this little son yep. of a bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> they got you by the kid. They got me by the shortened, shortened kitties instead of shortened curlies. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's absolutely true. They, they uh, do like uh, to hold that shit hostage. But yeah, I think if they, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Give me to step on you. Oh, if they uh, go with like an, the adventure aspect of Borderlands, they could do like a uh, Indiana Jones but super gory and goofy. I mm-hmm. think it could be kind of fun, and especially with Eli Roth. Right. Uh, how about the revelation that Channing Tatum's now defunct Gambit movie was supposed to feature Mister Sinister? Yeah, that's uh, like. Does that mean we're not going to see him in something else yet, or like I don't know? Well, the, the, I really wish Tatum, that game movie had happened. I'm glad it didn't, because I just don't want Channing Tatum to play that fucking character. <laughs> and I like Channing Tatum. I I think he's good and stuff. I just don't. Yeah. I don't. He's too beefy to be fucking Gambit. Yeah, he he is. He's really he's really thick to be Gambit for sure. Gambit's a much if we dude. if we can make Michael Douglas and Robert Downey Jr look young, then we can do it to Josh Holloway. And we can, Josh Holloway can play Yes, Gambit, absolutely. Okay? I'm not giving up the on Josh Holloway. The role he was born to play. If, if Hologram <laughs> Tupac Shakur can headline Coachella, then a de-aged <laughs> Josh, Josh Holloway, Holloway can be Yes, absolutely. He doesn't need to be de-aged that much. He's a beautiful man yes. who's aging like wine, let's be honest. Right. Yes, uh, absolutely. Not a crag on that face. Not at all whatsoever. <laughs> The man's, the man's like 13, 14 years older than me. He looks six years younger than me. He looks amazing. <laughs> um, Ryan Gosling has signed on to be the Wolfman. Dude, this was some of the news that I was really excited about. The, the fucking uh, Hollywood Reporter describing it as something that evokes the, the network and Nightcrawler. He's a journalist who's bit by a werewolf. That sounds fucking cool. Dude, I like the Invisible Man so much. Yeah, that if this is what they're going to do with these universal monsters, if they're going to reimagine them and not just try to do a, like, and they can't reimagine them the way that fucking mummy movie was. But if they've mm-hmm. learned thing from this Invisible Man movie, it's to do it that way. And this sounds like a great idea. Yeah, they're moving in this direction. It's, I, yeah, I think it's I think so that's smart. A, like like you said, I think it's a super fucking cool way to do that character. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's interesting. You can make it like a thriller and top of the horror. Yeah, it's uh, this is exactly what they need to do. It's much better than Munster's Avengers, which is kind of what they were trying to build, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's the last time I've heard something that good. Was, the Monster Squad. Uh, right? Oh, but, I love the Monster Squad as a yeah. kid. <laughs> Wolfman's got nards. Yeah. That's almost as good as whenever I heard someone refer to Greta Van Fleet as Led Zeppelin <laughs> Okay, can you hear me? Uh, you were breaking up. I lost you for a second. Okay, yeah, I thought I thought it sounded like we were we were losing each other. Um, so uh, the the last couple things I've got are uh, it turns out that Cruise's space movie is not Mission Impossible. It's something with Doug Lyman. Yes, but there's like a bunch of projects that are not it, but that kind of whiff of it. Right. Like there's no information about 
the un, untitled SpaceX film, but they're going forward with the script for Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat, or Edge of Tomorrow 2. Right. Uh, and a film called Lunar Park, or Luna Park, was something that the two of them were supposed to be working on about space workers on the moon to steal an energy source or something. Okay. But those are two separate films so far that people are talking about on top of the SpaceX film. So I don't know if maybe all three will be utilizing uh, this trip or capabilities. I mean, that makes sense. Or what? If, if Get it all in at once? Yeah, if it's just like one scene or something. Mm-hmm. Um, for the, each of these movies, or like small amounts of scenes, it would make sense that they would try to utilize this trip as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's very interesting. I'm excited to see about it. Like, there's really no real information about any of it. I mean, uh, even like the most recent post in January about uh, Edge of Tomorrow 2 was actually an image from like March of last year when they did rewrites on the script. So there's like right. no new real information about any of this. But uh, I kind of think we're on the nose by saying that they'll just do all three in one fell swoop while they've got the time while they're up there, you know. Mm-hmm maybe even extra footage for the can because how often are you going to get up to space? Of course, I don't know, maybe more after this, but right. Speaking of which, how chance. awesome was that we sent two guys up yesterday. Yeah, that's pretty great, man. Fucking we haven't great, man. Really hasn't a long time, under, you know, going up into space again for a while. It's right. Great. All right. Well, that's, uh, yeah, we have, there. we have a couple of things we'll talk about, but we'll talk about them after the next segment. Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. the time has come once again, for everyone's favorite segment on the podcast it's been it's it's been a long time since we've had one of these great talks uh right now for you ladies and gentlemen with its brand new theme music courtesy Mm -hmm. of our good friend sam rhodes comedy ladies and gentlemen ian discovers a hip-hop album My man Ian will listen to some hip-hop The next week he'll tell us if he liked it or not Do you like Jay-Z or N.W.A? Or did it not move you in a significant way? Ian discovers a hip-hop album And then we talk about it totally random Hey Ian, we're gonna raise your street cred About hip-hop, you'll be a total egghead Yeah, yeah Oh, I love it Love that. How do you guys like that new theme, y'all? <laughs> really pumps you up, yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Back Back at it. Discovering hip-hop albums. If this is your first time discovering this kind of segment on the show, Ian enjoys hip-hop music but was not really exposed to it much growing up. Yeah. I, on the other hand, have a like a game show's wealth of knowledge about it. So I try to hit Absolutely. Ian hip-hop. So this week, yes. uh, we are talking about the album Czarface Meets Metal Face. Yes. So what did you think of this? Man, uh, off the top, I got to say, I really needed some, uh, some new music. I have been listening to like uh, just soundtracks of calming Star Wars music or the Witcher soundtrack over and over again. I needed something new. And this was exactly what I needed, this thing. Fucking I just imagine that when you say the Witcher soundtrack, I know you mean the score, but I, <laughs> I imagine that you're just listening to toss a coin to your Witcher over and over. <laughs> oh, it gets about 20 spins, but I do get the rest of the oh. score plus all the game scores. It's just magical. Uh, go, but bro. yeah, I need something besides uh, the loot in my life. So this, uh, 
this broke it up and I fucking loved it. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this album. Uh, I think like for a multitude of reasons as well. Uh, I think like as far as just like hip hop and rap, uh, it's solid. It's just solid fucking rap. Like I think would you say they're not trying to make women dance. They're just trying to do some rapping and that's what they do. And it's fucking great. And uh, like the beats are really fun, fully reminiscent to me of things like that I like from uh, like handsome boy modeling school or like Dell mm -hmm. where they're using like not just music samples, but also like sound effects from things or like, uh, weird things you wouldn't expect to use just like as musical backing and that kind of shit always, you know, gets me excited. Um, so for, but I love the concept album thing. I think that's really what like did it for me. All of their albums, all of Zarface's albums have a concept to it. A lot of them have a lot to do with wrestling and comic books. Yeah. Um, but just as some, yeah, some I was looking at the artwork of all of them. Um, uh, some background yeah. who Zarface is Zarface is a, super group a hip-hop super group so it's comprised mm -hmm. of uh 7l and esoteric who are uh, a boston-based hip-hop duo who have been around since the early 90s um they started out uh, one of their early songs was called secret wars and it has a lot of uh marvel <laughs> nice. references in it yeah it's a big marvel reference song um they had a uh i don't know if you'd call it a mixtape or an lp uh called rebel alliance um, so like these guys, <laughs> these guys have, even though they're, these guys are street hip hop, East coast street hip hop, they have always had a lot of nerdy shit, um, sampling the transformers theme song, uh, things like that have always been, uh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And there's, there's another, uh, uh, hip hop group called Jedi mind tricks that they're uh, close with. So, mm -hmm. uh, so those guys are two thirds of the group. The third guy in Zarface is actually Inspector Deck from the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. So that's who makes up Zarface. Um, and these guys just came out of nowhere. They make these concept albums. Uh, I think they've been out for like seven years. In 2013 is when the first album came out. Okay. And it's just fucking bars. Like you said, there's no, they're not trying to make you dance. They're not trying to make club hits. These motherfuckers <laughs> make hip hop music. Yes. As they say, this shit is for the streets. Um, <laughs> right. So this, uh, yeah, this is like their sixth album, I want to say. Um, okay. Uh, and it's, so that's half of it is Zarface. The other half mm -hmm. of this album, the metal face of this album is British rapper mm -hmm. MF Doom. Well, he's British American. Um, yeah, he's from the UK. Yeah. MF Doom, uh, if anybody knows much about hip hop, MF Doom has been around since the late 80s. Oh, shit. Um, I didn't realize he was around that long. Yes, he has been. If anybody out mm. there uh, embodies what to be an underground rapper is, it's MF Doom. Mm. MF Doom has the, I can't even explain to you the discography this guy has. It's one of those ones where you have to go, where it has to, where like Wikipedia takes you to another page when you go to his discography. It's like, no, 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 we can't just listen <laughs> right. here. Because he has, it has to have uh, its own archive. He has four, six studio albums, two live albums, four compilation albums, and eleven collaborative albums. Holy shit! Yeah, seventeen music videos, fourteen singles, yeah. and seven instrumental albums. Because he's also a producer who produces a lot of his own stuff. Oh shit! I'm gonna. I'd have to listen to some instrumental stuff. That'd be great. MF Doom is one of the most prolific. Hit rappers in the history of the world 
and he people, he wears a Doctor Doom mask. <laughs> yeah, I saw that in images. Yep. It's pretty great. Um, and like very specifically, like the his album uh, Operation Doomsday has Doom on, like has <laughs> Doom on the cover. Nice. Um, he's done. Uh, he and then he he always names his uh, his albums like um, like he did an album with Mad Lib called Mad Villain. He did an album with Danger Mouse called Danger Do- Danger Doom. Uh, he's worked with Ghostface Killer as Doom Starks because Tony Stark and Ghostface Killer goes by Tony Stark and Iron Man. Um, That's he, great. But but man, I can't even explain to you like how many people he's worked with, how much he is so respected and he was like so little. There's no radio play. He's not uh, right. You know, he's not doing. He's not in the the most recent Beyonce video, you know, or something Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. But but man, he this dude has respect from the streets on every fucking level. Doom is very. I understand why. I mean, like the talent is great, mm-hmm. and like I'm r- really mad that he'd been around for so long, and like I never really kind of came into contact. I'd heard the name MF Doom at some point, but like that's how vagary it was. Like I had right. no idea uh, what I was getting into, and like. Well, he's also God, one of those God, guys that from like before the internet, you know, he's been around long enough where he was one of those guys before the internet that at one point people didn't even know who he was, you know, like back in the day, right. people didn't even know who the fucking insane clown posse were. They were like, they didn't know what they, those guys looked like without their makeup. Yeah. Now you can just Google that. Absolutely. And see what they look like. Immediately. Yeah. Same thing with Doom. Back in the day, <laughs> people didn't know who his fucking name was or what he really looked like right. he, he wears that mask at every show he just there have been t- there have been a lot of rumors and speculations and talks about doubles about people showing up with masks on not being him oh or about him like interesting in the middle of like in between songs walking backstage and a different doom coming out and doing the next song and him just walking out in the crowd and checking the show out <laughs> from the crowd <laughs> and people not even knowing he's out there like in the middle of his own show He's like an urban legend. Yeah, that's fucking great. He a hundred percent is. He a hundred percent is a living legend in the urban kind of way. Um, <laughs> uh, same thing though. The dude just has fucking bars for days. Everybody wants yeah. to work with him, you know. And like he he goes by stuff like Victor Vaughn, <laughs> King King uh, Ghidorah or Ghidra. He has also like every. He's a nerd. He's a super nerd. You know. I love that. Um, and I love like how full of references the album was from like, you know, Boba Fett name drops, movie mm-hmm. references, wrestling moves, like all kinds of shit. But it's not like you wouldn't necessarily listen to that and call it like nerdcore or anything like it's because of the it's production. solid hip hop. Yes, exactly. Because it's, of the beats. If, if, if the beats were being if they were pulling out eight bit blips and bloops mm-hmm. and that's what they were rapping over, this would be nerdcore hip hop. Yeah, because absolutely. of the subject matter of a lot of it, because of what they're talking about, and you know, right. like the way that they'll sit there, and the wordplay, and how they're doing. Yeah, it, it it's man, and the album is just to me, it's so good. I just yes, I, I love um, everything about it. To be honest, no, I agree, like top to bottom. I don't think there's that, that's the thing. I, I really listened to it today to like take notes and actually like really be paying attention to stuff. But all week, it's just kind of been going. And right. I never once was like, well, I need to not listen to this track or, oh, I didn't know. Like, it's just rolling and I'm fucking enjoying everything I'm listening to, letting it just flow over me and the way that it, it moves and 
the sort of like arcs that it feels like the songs are going through and like mm-hmm. the story. And that's what like, I think is great about the idea of like, I like concept albums, but like hip hop seems to be perfect for doing a concept album. You're really telling a story more than like doing it through the eloquent poetry of, of singing. Like it's a different type of poetry. It's a different type of story presentation. And then on top of that, you have like skits are already kind of built into the culture of hip hop. Mm -hmm. So like having a dude come in and have a skit where he's having a conversation with his nemesis or whatever, isn't at all weird or jarring. It feels like what exists within normal hip hop. Like it's really cool to, to pull those things together and make like something that is like a comic book battling kind of thing. It's fucking rad. It totally is. It totally is. And uh, what, what are some of the tracks on it that stand out to you that you were Ooh, man. Uh, it's like, it's really hard. I, I was like trying to figure out what exactly I wanted. I was like starring tracks. I'm like, oh, I'm starring fucking all of these. But like, yeah. I really liked Phantoms. I think fucking Phantoms Same. really bumps. The lyrics are really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that I, features uh, uh, Chicago rapper Open Mike Eagle. Okay. Is, is on that one. All right. So yeah. Uh, it's like in, in, in general, especially that song, I think the, the album is really, really good for listening on headphones. There's a mm-hmm. lot of mixing back and forth between the two sides and really utilizing the surround and like the way that the beats are, are mixed is it's just like chef's kiss fucking great top to bottom. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Captain Crunch fucking slaps. I really like that one a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I apologize to the people at home because I don't have a, I don't have it set up right now to where we can listen to some of this while we're talking about it. And B, I'm still trying to figure oh, right. out what we can we used do to drop with Spotify. I'm still trying to figure out what we can legally do with Spotify oh, right. as far as music goes. So I'm, so we'll, we're going to try to implement that more into the future. Uh, but just, just pull the album up as we talk about it. Um, but yeah, yeah absolutely. And listen along and like, that song is so fucking like that beat rules so fucking hard and i love the uh the Zarface trailer at the end of that track is like oh yeah maybe my favorite part of the whole album i just love the, the tone of that and all that his shit, voice so and everything cool. like yes like i like i feel like like what is that recording session like like i know that most hip-hop <laughs> recording sessions are like people are playing beats for a rapper and the rapper's like i like that beat let's turn this into something i can do something with that beat and then they form mm. that into a song, put a hook together, stuff like that. But like, what are these dudes doing when they're just bringing all these ideas for snippets and clips and skits and shit like that? Like, there's so yes. much more than a hip hop album happening here, or at least there's so much more than a musical album happening here. Uh, right, and I mean, like, even in in a lot of skits, you you hear in other albums, like, there's sort of a a little bit of an improv-y feel to it, or just like a bunch of buddies fucking around. But like, the production quality on the whole album, like, it sounds like somebody made a comic book into a fucking record like i mean straight up like it really does it really matches the theme that they're trying to build while again just being that solid like this will be an album i listen to to work with like i can just like focus on those beats and they just fucking pump so hard but if i really want to like get into the nitty-gritty of it and enjoy a little nerdiness i just tune into the lyrics like it really does a lot of fun things for me especially you know to speak Uh, about that they uh I'm sure you know what Record Store Day is. Oh, yeah, yeah. So every year, they release stuff for Record Store Day all the time. And a couple, like last year or something, I bought, they had a seven-inch single. So it came out, here's what they put out. They put out, it's a comic book. But it's like those old <laughs> storybooks from like the 80s and the 70s where like it comes with a seven-inch mm. record. So you put the seven-inch record on as you read the comic book and it plays background music. Oh, shit. And it's just beats. It's not like cool. it's not like narration or anything. You still read the comic book, but in the background, there's just straight up hip hop beats that are playing. That they they wrote those beats just for this comic book. 
and the comic just for the, oh that's fucking amazing the comic book is about Zarface and he's fighting this giant bulldog thing <laughs> and they do a comic book seven inch <laughs> like that for every record store day so it's an ongoing thing that's really great of issues and every issue has its own a single with it too so I fucking I love that so much. I, I might have to find that somewhere. Uh, yeah, I've got I, I loved, one of them, but like I don't I don't know how to find the other. I'm sure you can find them all online. Yeah, our face is uh, super huge, so I'm sure the resale on them isn't crazy if you want to get one. Right. Yeah, I imagine so. But yeah, I like like just the character of Zarface is interesting. Like the way he's like. I, I was reading a random article, and uh, uh, Seven L was saying that he's like uh, Iron Maiden's Eddie. Which I think is a really cool, like, sort of comparison. He is, yeah. he's got that, like, like pulp vibe, but he's a mascot for music. Like, it's, it's neat. There aren't really a lot of characters kind of like that yeah. uh, in music in general, but especially not something like hip hop. Like, it really is so unique. Fuck yeah. It's fucking super cool. I've never thought about it like that. I've always just kind of thought that he was like a uh, kind of like if Iron Man and the Hulk had a hip hop kid. <laughs> yeah absolutely. sort of but yeah it's man it's so cool and like like they just they're doing they put so much into these albums there's so much thought and they're saying like you get so much more out of it because of it as a listener i feel like mm-hmm. all those yeah, little things all the, the narratives all the different shit like that it just it really builds for a different experience than just listening to track one through track 16 or whatever it is you know yeah absolutely and I find even like with albums that I really, really love from, from any genre of music that like I'll skip one track maybe or or I'll even find myself wanting to like, I don't know, shuffle between a few different albums. But like this is an album I could see myself every time it goes on. I'm listening to that motherfucker top to bottom. Right. And there's no stopping me. Like it's just it's so fucking good in the way that everything flows and is so cohesive. And it really does have like the feel of uh, having, uh, you know, uh, acts to it you know it, fe- it flows like a story being told and it's just like yeah it's a delightful and 45 minutes just about as a record like it flows so easy it's so easy to just fucking listen to it over and over and over again i love it I find something new each time you know and it looks like the uh that comic book i had i have uh the music actually is on spotify oh cool it's on it's called dog days of tomorrow okay um and I think that's what a lot of these are. I think that a lot of these little singles are actually because they have like a lot of them have like four or five tracks. So I think those are the ones from the um, comic books. But if you look, okay, if cool. you go through Zarface's, if you get on uh, Spotify and go through Zarface's fucking uh, discography, it looks like a comic book shop. Like it, they're all. Yeah. The covers are comic book covers. <laughs> and like you look at it, it looks like issue one, issue two. And even the names, like yep. stuff like Every Hero Needs a Villain, Zarface uh, mm-hmm. Beats Ghostface, Double Dose of Danger, yes. you know, stuff like that. It all sounds yep. like fucking awesome. It yeah. is. It's really, and again, I'm going back to him. I really want to listen to that uh, that album with him and Ghostface, the Zarface Meets Ghostface sure. or whatever. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, pretty fun. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Because Ghostface, but like, I don't know. This, now you, it's now one you have another Wu-Tang love- member. You know, with, yeah, you have Inspector yeah, yeah, Deck exactly. and Ghostface in there. So, yeah, oh, ridiculous. It's a good album. Well, this is the kind of shit that I, I love this, uh, that I'm really excited about having this segment come back, is that, like, I would have never fucking found this on my own. No I would have way. never stumbled upon this in, in any way. Like, somebody had to point me in this direction, and I'm glad they did, because it's a rabbit hole I'm going to never stop tumbling down. Like, yeah. I'm fucking sold. <laughs> like, if there was going to be a hip-hop group made for this podcast, it would be those guys. 
Yeah, exactly. No, absolutely. So I have your next uh, assignment. Oh. And I think that the next one will be such a big deal that we would maybe devote the entire episode to it. Quite oh, possibly. Okay. If not, if not, at least half of the episode, at least a giant chunk of the episode. Um, Good chunk. Okay. So an artist that you and I have listened to and talked about in the past is Kendrick Lamar. And since oh yes. our, uh, since the final episode of season one and the first episode of season two, Kendrick released a masterpiece, something that I can't, I can't describe as anything other than a masterpiece. It's just a brilliant piece of work, and it's just simply titled Damn. Ooh, nice. And that is going to be your next album. I'm actually okay. I'm, I'm holding uh, the vinyl missing right this. now. This is going to be really good for me to get into. I'm actually holding the vinyl in my hand right now. Um, it features, oh, nice. strangely enough, Rihanna and U2. Okay. There's a song called Triple X okay. that has, dude, it's the best thing U2's ever done. That's a stretch. Oh, I'm sure. That's a stretch. U2 <laughs> does have some, some iconic songs. But it's the best thing they've done since the, <laughs> since the 80s, probably. Okay. Right. Um, That's fair. Very, very interesting. Uh, I absolutely love this album. Literally, the song Love is, is my favorite song on the album. But like, it's one of those ones that as I sit here and look at it, okay. um, there's there's not a song on here that's not amazing. Amazing. Blood, nice. DNA, uh, Element is so fucking good. Loyalty, Humble, uh, Lust and Love are both good. Um, and then we're gonna, we'll talk about this more whenever, we, uh, re- whenever you review it. But uh, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. like this on Spotify or if it's just on Apple Music. Let me look this up really fast. Kendrick uh, released... And this might sound like a cheap ploy, but it actually really fucking worked. Yes, it is. It's on Spotify also. It's labeled as Damn Collector's Edition. So there's Damn and then Damn Collector's Ooh. Edition. Damn Collector's Edition okay. is the same album with the tracks reversed. Oh. Because it's a concept album, but it tells a different story if you listen to it that way. Oh, that's cool. Okay. And it, it's a whole different thing backwards. And it's he kind of did a few things to make the, the songs play into each other better in the, in the opposite order. Um, okay. But it's, it's definitely worth giving a listen to for sure. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. I, uh, I honestly was a little uh, burnt by Kendrick after buying his signed uh, untitled oh, album yeah, right, and yeah. getting, getting a delicious squiggle. Right. Uh, but time, enough time has passed. I'm, I'm ready to dive into this. I think ready to love him again, ready to open up your heart. Yeah, exactly. I need, I need to get that passion back. It is just so yes. good. Humble was the big single off of it, but I think Love is okay. the Love is man, it's one of the greatest hip hop songs of all time. And it is a it is a love okay. song and it's but it's beautiful. It's it's so oh, it's so incredible. I cannot wait for you to And we have a new Kendrick album coming this year at some point. It's done. We just don't know when it's going to come out. Oh shit. So it's been since okay. it's out. We haven't had anything from him in 3 years and this will be his new album. I mean, I can't I don't know if there's anybody who could put an album out right now that I'm more excited about. Nice. Because of how good this fucking is. It's so good. Every single song. I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. This When this came out, this is all I listened to. This is one of those things where it's like, this came out and that's all I listened to. God is such a good song. Oh, my God. That's what God feel like. Oh, man. And then right after he did this, he did the Black Panther soundtrack. 
Oh shit. Okay. So he went from right from this to curating that. <sighs> that dude works, man. I know he's taking a break, but like when he works, he's fucking working. I mean, he's taking a break, but it's only been two years. Black Panther soundtrack was 2018, and he's gonna have an album out this year. Okay, yeah. Damn. He works. That motherfucker works. I mean, he does. He, he really does. He broke in 2012, and he hasn't stopped working. Yeah, that's true. And every album has been something to talk about. There's never been like a oh, well, you know, sophomore slump, anything like that. Not, like, not just something to talk about. Uh, 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 an envelope pushing. Every single album mm-hmm. is genre breaking. And it's an instant yes. classic. He puts an album out and it just goes up on the classic wall immediately. Like immediately. It yep, just goes absolutely. up on the Mount Rushmore of hip hop immediately. He is a fucking absolute. Yeah, we're, we're watching a genius at work right now with him. And yeah. I think that we're about to see the defining moment of his career, I think, because I mean, I don't know though. I don't know how you can get better than damn. I don't know how you can put something out that's okay. better than that. You could put out some crazy. He's going to have to really reach. I mean, To Pimp a Butterfly right. is more avant-garde than Damn is. Damn is obviously mm. a much more straightforward hip-hop album, but I don't think that you can okay. make... I don't know how you could make a better album. I don't know how you could make a better hip-hop album than Damn. Ooh, I am fired up. Ooh, I'm fired up. It would it's take a lot. It would take a lot to, to top that. So, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you about it. I mean, I've, I enjoy talking to you about this one, but it's mm-hmm. not... You know, it's a, it's a phone, and it's not really one of my favorite albums of all time, but damn right. it's something i'm super passionate about so i'm really yeah i'm looking forward to sitting talking to you about it okay. so so last thing we have on the agenda for uh today that i have on my agenda i should say um well tenant the new the new tenant uh trailer yes. came out yes a lot of information about yeah. tenant. things like robert pattinson had no idea what the movie was about <laughs> while they were no filming. i didn't neither did michael kane mm-hmm Michael Caine was full, like just flummoxed. <laughs> they said that John David Washington like was the only Nol- person that had an idea of what was going on overall. Yes. Christopher Nolan says he believes that our Pats uh, got it, but Pattinson is not as confident <laughs> as Nolan is. I think uh, that maybe Pattinson has it now, but I don't think he had it during filming. <laughs> While they were doing it, yeah. The way that he, he talks about it, I don't, think he, yeah, I don't yes. think he gets it or he got what was happening while they were filming it. And that he was talking about so it on the much. final day, realizing something was so different. He was like, oh, I don't even know if we were taking this, like looking at this character the same way at all this whole time. Right. <laughs> I, should I have been playing this different the entire time? I didn't know that. It's a trip. I'm so fired I, up. About I am too. I'm fired up. I think that it's, I, I know that I am, I'm a, I am very romantic about everything. Not just, not just like love romantic, but I get romantic about everything. Right. Like I have got it in my head that tenant is going to be the greatest film of all time and will save <laughs> the theater industry once in, on July 17th, whenever, everyone. I sure hope so. That's, that's how I feel. That's what well, I think is going to happen. I think it's going to get pushed honestly uh, uh yeah but, uh nolan him- nolan himself has kind of been like it's ready so whenever theaters are ready we're ready like he's not pushing for a date anymore mm-hmm. but uh the big thing that i was looking at is that like in order to recoup on this film they are going to need 80 percent of film their movie theaters to be open and showing this movie right it's the only way they're going to be able to recoup and san francisco is looking like it wants to push until august and they're only like 5% of like the whole nation's movie going populace, but they are outside of New York, the biggest city to be making mm-hmm. these decisions. So if they decide they're going to wait, then other people might decide to wait. So the studio is going to wait till they get that 80% number on lockdown. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, 
August isn't that much farther, but we're going to fucking get it. And this new trailer has, I don't know, time inversion, man. I'm so excited to see what the fuck that is even, what that even means. They better not not put it off too long or there's not going to be movie theaters to fucking show the movie in. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. But obviously we want to make sure everything is... Well, if Amazon saves the day. Right, true, true, absolutely. Um, Besides that, (laughs) how crazy is this... How crazy is this, the story of the Snyder Cut? Oh, when my God. You think yeah. about it. And now, like, the information that came out this week that, obviously, Darkseid is going to be in it. Probably mm-hmm. Martian, Martian Manhunter has been in these movies the whole time. Right. Was the plan that that guy was going to get, uh, that they were going to reveal that he was Martian Manhunter in this movie at, at some point? Adam is supposed to be in this movie? Jesus, stacked. So there's $30 million worth of reshoots happening and none of it's with the main cast. That's crazy. So something's good. There's going to be a five hour long movie. I, it might. I just, <laughs> I hope, did you hear that there, that we, there might be a three and a half hour version of Paul Feig's Ghostbusters? Oh my God, really? Why? That's exactly what the entire world said. That guy, I mean, that guy has a hard time just admitting that he made a fucking shitty movie. Yeah. I mean, dude, Bridesmaids is a funny movie. Yeah. It's a it's a good comedy. He, he made and it's a it was a blockbuster. He's got good people in it, is it what de- it is. It deserved to get to get the accolades it did. It was very good. Yes. Ghostbusters is a horrendous movie. It's not people didn't hate it because I wanted it to be good. I did but... too. People didn't hate it because they're sexist. Yeah. People didn't hate it for any other reason no. other than it wasn't a good movie. And this week he came out and said that it had no. something to do with Hillary Clinton. That Hillary Clinton had, he made a, I don't know, it, something to, that's alluding to the fact that people were not wanting to see women in things because they were fed up with Hillary Clinton, basically. I don't know. I, it, it's such a reach. Oh, God. It's, it's because we're fed up of fucking improv comedy movies. I'm so tired of just shoot the comedian as they say 19,000 lines, and then we'll edit together jokes to make that a patchwork. It doesn't work anymore. Apatow did it okay for a while, but like, there's a reason why films are written at mm-hmm. least a little bit. So like, maybe we should go back to writing jokes. I love the little Kevin, Kevin just Smith talks them. about like, there's no improv on a Kevin Smith movie. It's like, you write the words that I wrote on this paper. <laughs> yes. There is a reason they're written this way. Like, read them. <laughs> Which did you see Jay and Silent Bob reboot? Yes. We talked about oh, that. Man. We talked about that. Yeah. So I thought it was really great. Yeah. I thought it was, it was so delightful. Yeah. Especially the button on the very end. God, I love that. Nah. Yeah. You want to hear something funny? We've been coming here for the past 25 years and putting fucking gum in those locks. <laughs> Savages, oh, man. I love that shit. I love it so much. So great. Um, yeah. So do you have anything else in your notes? You got anything else? Mm. Other than uh, I'm about to be falling down a rabbit hole of some uh, some Zarface once I get some good listening to this Kendrick album. Uh, but other than that, man, I think we covered everything this week. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, I got everything on my end, too. Good episode. Long episode. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. crazy how much shit we have to talk about when the world is kind of stopped still as far as entertainment goes. It, it, yeah, exactly. But there's enough things progressing for us to talk about, so that's been awesome. Just oh, so much something, stuff being, like, something I really want to talk okay. about that uh, I can't remember if we talked about it much in the last episode, but if you guys are not watching Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, you are missing out on something yeah. amazing right now. Have you caught up on that yet? Yeah. I'm one episode behind still. So you've seen the episode about the volume. Yes. 
my God, how remarkable is that episode? And that it's, technology. The, the, yes. That's the thing we keep talking about, pushing it forward and, and doing what Lucas would do by pushing tech forward. But yeah, the, the documentary of it itself, too, I mean, it's just the way everything is shot, everybody's communicating. It's, it's, again, one of those things that we really needed right now. And to see this show that has, like you say, keep saying it's the thing that keeps sparking that Star Wars love, and it is mm-hmm. doing that for many people. And to get to see that it's doing that by doing all the things that made Star Wars right in the first place is very helpful, you know. Did you see that they're looking for someone to, uh, the character from Rebels? They're looking for a live action Oh, Ezra, yeah. To I, play Ezra, yeah. I did see something about that as a possible rumor. Uh, that fucking fires me up. That means that we'll probably get a live action Thrawn. If there's Ezra, there's Thrawn, if we're going by how they, Rebels They've ends, just, uh, they announced that too, that they're looking for someone to play oh. Thrawn. Yeah. That's going to be really interesting. Those two casting calls are out right now. So, dude. It's really great. I mean, and the like, world Thrawn's needs a Thrawn. big deal because we, yes. I mean, we talk about Ahsoka and, and Ahsoka, again, as I guess a character, of course, is amazing and as a beloved Star Wars character. But very few extended universe Legends characters have gotten the full-blown canon story that, that Thrawn has been able to do, getting his own trilogy of books again and being a major player in a cartoon, you know, major show is like, that's a fucking big deal character. If we got to see him in live action too, he's really breaking ground for, for these characters. It's cool. Yeah. Shows where they're going, you know. You know who I think needs to get their own Disney Plus show? No. Is uh, bounty hunting is a complicated profession. <laughs> I think that I think Werner Herzog's character yes should get, should get a movie. I think they they should give him I want I want an, a trilogy. Yes. That's what the that's what uh, Ryan Johnson needs to be working on right now. Yes. Oh my god, the two of them together that would be the most insane project imaginable. I am off 100% on board. Oh, that's my favorite part of the entire Mandalorian series is just him saying that one line for some reason. Nobody I, lines Sometimes oh, when I get, sometimes when you were used to work third shift, I would, uh, you'd be asleep. I would leave you, I'd left you that message. I don't know if you, did you, could you hear it when I'd leave you that? I don't know. See, I've sent you that vocal clip before, but you never responded to it. I wondered because I have a stupid phone that I hate. I wondered if you even got it. Might it might not loading in. Yeah. But so many times I've just sent you the oh. clip of just bounty <laughs> hunting is a complicated <laughs> profession. Oh man! Uh, my my favorite is a. Uh, may I offer you a libation to a celebrate libation. the conclusion of our shared narrative? <laughs> shared I f- God damn it! What the fuck? Li- nobody line reads like that, man. You yes. know they let him rewrite his his lines. You know that they came just, in and they're like just Verner, let Werner go. Yeah, just, here's here's what we need you to convey. You say it however you want to say it. I want to see the baby. He's just, <laughs> he's so fucking amazing. He's the best character in Star Wars. <laughs> This is good to go back to the Mandalorians. I just love, oh man, it's so fun. That show is just so goddamn fucking good. And he doesn't even have a name. The client, nope. it is. It really is. I think that his name is Werner Herzog. And that's, I just think he's him. <laughs> I think that he's just, he's just space Werner Herzog is a being that transcends time and space. And he, I don't think that's even an actor okay. playing Werner Herzog. I don't think that's Werner Herzog. I think that's an actor. It's a lot. It's very, it's very meta because in their world, Werner Herzog exists. He's a luminous and, being. And also doesn't exist. So, and, he, <laughs> and he also does weird documentaries. 
Well, he's yet to exist because it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So he, but he also exists at the same time. So like they know he's Werner Herzog. It's just a lot to it. It takes, it would take a lot of acid for me to explain it to you. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's definitely a cosmonaut and a time traveler and a psychonaut, strangely <laughs> enough. Um, so he, yeah, he's just, he, he eats mushrooms and then trips and trips through time and flies through he's space. Godhead, All, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is. He has transcended the universe. He is. He has stepped on the other side of the curtain, um, outside of the all Mandalorian existence. universe is but a dream of of Werner Herzog. Our universe is but a dream of Werner Herzog. He is. He needs to wake up then. Yeah, no kidding. Right, fix this shit. Anyway, yeah. uh, that's about all I got. Uh, yeah, same. I need, to, I need to probably sleep tonight. Maybe at some point. It's probably helpful. I haven't been doing that. I'm trying a weighted blanket tonight. Ooh, give it a go. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and let me know. Because you want to talk about, this is a nerdy podcast. There ain't nothing much nerdier than a weighted blanket to help you sleep at night. <laughs> to help calm your anxiety and sleep at night. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Very much looking forward to that. Anyway, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this On episode. Brand. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the return of yes. Ian Discovers no, a Hip Hop album. We were going to be doing that from now on. Oh, I, I am, definitely know I did. I am so yes. fucking excited about Damn. I mean, I can't even explain to you. Oh, I can't wait. Um, yeah, yeah that's, about, that's about it. So uh, for Ian Maxwell, I'm Josh Custer. And for Josh Custer, I'm Ian Maxwell. Saying, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy your, your fucking boils. boils. <laughs> Fuck you, internet. In the morning and I ask myself It's like worth living, should I blast myself? I'm tired of being poor and even worse, I'm black My stomach hurts so I'm looking for a purse to snatch Cops give a damn about a negro Pull a trigger, kill him, he's a hero Get a to the kids who the hell cares One less hungry mouth on the welfare First ship him, don't let him deal with brothers Give him guns, step back, watch them kill each other It's time to fight back, that's what Huey said Two shots in the dark, now Huey's dead I got love for my brothers But we can never go nowhere unless we share with each other we gotta start making changes Learn to see me as a brother instead of two distant strangers And that's how I was supposed to be How can the devil take a brother if he's close to me? Uh, I let it go back to when we played as kids But then it changed That's the way it is Come on, come on That's just the way it is Things will never be the same That's just the way it is